0: Thank you so much. It is fantastic to be with you this evening. I just want to extend my very warm welcome to you as well. It is so great to have you with us, joining with us online. So great to have you here this evening. Well, tonight we are launching our series, Your Kingdom Come, Part 2. If you were with us at the start of the year, we looked at five values that God calls us to live by, to bring His kingdom love here as it on earth as it is in heaven. And tonight we are tackling our first topic of our part two series, generously compassionate. Now I wanna give you a heads up, we are going to be looking at a lot of passages tonight and with very good reason. In the Bible, the word believe is used 270 times. The word pray is used 371 times, love is used 714 times, but the word give is used 2,152 times. Jesus himself spoke about money and wealth as one of the most popular topics, with every one in 10 verses in the New Testament being about wealth. So we have a lot to cover tonight. But I just wanna preface one thing about this evening. Tonight is not a tithing message. Tonight is not about taking up an offering. Jesus, in all his teachings, never once took up an offering, even though, you know what, his synagogue probably needed it. But tonight is about sharing God's generosity in your everyday life. Because that is who he is, and that is who he calls us to be also. Our God is a God of compassion. In Psalm 145, it says, The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. Again, in Psalm 72, it says, For he will deliver the needy who cry out, the afflicted who have no one to help. He will take pity on the weak and the needy and save the needy from death. He will rescue them from oppression and violence, for precious is their blood in his sight. In fact, God's very first description of himself in Exodus, he calls himself a God of compassion and mercy. And the word for compassion is not passive in the original translation. It is active. It implies action. Because the truth is generosity is love in action. You cannot be loving to someone without being generous. And as God's children, we are called to emulate his character. As his ambassadors here on earth, we are called to be generously compassionate. We are called to give and respond to people's needs. Luke tells us in chapter 6, It says, love your enemies, do good to them, lend to them without expecting to be repaid. Then your reward from heaven will be very great and you will truly be acting as children of the most high. For he is kind to those who are unthankful and wicked. You must be compassionate as your father is compassionate. And I love what Matthew says in chapter five, the message version says it really clearly like this. In a word, what I'm saying is grow up. Your kingdom subjects now live like it. Live out your God created identity. Live generously and graciously toward others the way God lives toward you. And that is exactly what our series is all about living as kingdom subjects here on earth. Now, I'm not gonna spend too much more time talking about why we should be generous. I think it's pretty safe to say that most people listening are very comfortable with the truth that being generous and giving to those in need is the right thing to do. That God is a generous God and giving is absolutely in line with his heart and it's what he calls us to do well. So tonight, what I wanna predominantly focus on is the practicality of being generous. How do we be generous? What stops us from being generous and how do we overcome this? When it comes to not being generous, some of the most common lies we tell ourselves are, I don't have enough. I just want every, what everyone else has what the world says I need to be successful. I just want to be comfortable. I don't want to go without. I've used this one a few times. I just want to be financially secure. But you know what, a generous life, or lack thereof, actually has nothing to do with your income, nothing to do with your career or your resources, but it actually has everything to do with how you think. It comes from having a mindset of scarcity or abundance. A scarcity mindset says there isn't enough. I have to take control of my finances, my possessions, my resources, and that God cannot be trusted. And now what I'm about to say, I say with all the love in the world, and I say equally to myself as I do to everyone listening, I want to share a passage with you from 1 Timothy 6. It starts off with this. Teach those rich in this world. And I just want to pause here. I did a bit of math, and bear with me, math is not my strong suit. But did you know if you earn $40,000, you or your family, you are in the richest 5% of the global population, the wealthiest five percent in the whole world that is 7.6 billion people seven billion 600 million people who are in more need than you all right i just wanted to put that into a bit of perspective before we keep going 1 timothy 6 teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. Their trust should be in God, who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Tell them to use their money for good. They should be rich in good works and generous to those in need, always being ready to share with others. By doing this, they will be storing up their treasure as a good foundation for the future, so they may experience true life. The message version's a bit more blunt, but I think it hits home. It says, tell those rich in this world's wealth to quit being so full of themselves and so obsessed with money, which is here today and gone tomorrow. Tell them to go after God, who piles on all the riches we could ever manage, to do good to be rich in helping others, to be extravagantly generous. If they do that, they'll build a treasury that will last, gaining life that is truly life. We can choose to live with a scarcity mindset that says, I cannot trust God to provide for me. Or we can choose to live with the mindset that Jesus had an abundance mindset that says there is enough and that there is a God who is generous and who can be trusted. This mindset begins with the recognition that God is generous. And it is this mindset that enabled Jesus and enables us as well to live sacrificially and generously in all that we do. I wanna ask you tonight, Are you living with a mindset of scarcity or abundance? Are you living with a mindset of abundance that constantly flows out from what God has given to you to bless others, a conduit of his generosity? Or are you living a life with a mindset of scarcity, holding on to things for yourself and living in anxiety over your wealth? Jesus has a great teaching in Luke 12. He says this. Then turning to his disciples, Jesus said, This is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food to eat or enough clothes to wear. For life is more than food and your body more than clothing. Look at the ravens. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns. For God feeds them. And you are far more valuable to him than any birds. Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And if worry won't accomplish a little thing like that, what's the use of worrying over bigger things? Look at the lilies, how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon, in all his glory, was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for flowers that are here today, thrown in the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? And don't be concerned about what to eat and what to drink. Don't worry about such things. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers all over the world. But your father already knows your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and he will give you everything you need. Jesus says this, so don't be afraid, little flock, for it gives your father great happiness to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to those in need this will store up treasure for you in heaven and the purses of heaven never get old or develop holes your treasure will be safe no thief can steal it no moth can destroy wherever your treasure is there the desires of your heart will also be i don't know about you but when i first read that passage in all honesty the first thought i had was Gee, that sounds a little naive. Doesn't doesn't it sound irresponsible by our today's culture to act that way with our finances and resources? But then I remembered the context in which Jesus is teaching this, and it just floored me even more. Remember that Jesus grew up under military occupation of the Romans. He lived in a community where every day people were losing their homes, their land, their families. Such a poor, poor community who had such little possessions. Jesus himself barely had more than he could carry. And yet he is teaching these people, this community, poor as they are, to give abundantly of what little possessions they have. How? How could Jesus teach this? to such a poor community is because Jesus viewed the world through the eyes of God. Eyes of a generous God with an abundant mindset. A generous God who can be trusted. If we trust in God's generosity and live with an abundant mindset, God will give us so many opportunities to pour out And bless others, no matter what we do or do not have. All we have to do is say yes. I want to share with you a story of Mitch, one of our young ads who comes here. He said, I had felt a prompting to give some money to Ty and Shah as they were about to head overseas on a mission trip. I prayed about it and felt as though it was what God wanted me to do. After doing so, I hadn't put much more thought into it until Ty gave me a call to let me know that he was able to use that money to bless someone else to pay for flights to go on a mission trip themselves. This was awesome to hear and incredible how God can use us and our resources to bless others, even when it may not be for the intended purpose. But the story doesn't end here. Mitch continues, after I had sent the initial amount of money I felt God prompt me to send even more money, which initially I thought was a bit weird. Why wouldn't God just save me the hassle and I could have done it in one transaction? But I guess that's how God works. After I sent them the money, I got another call from Ty to tell me that he had felt as though he had to give more money to another missionary for her to spend overseas. And the timing had lined up so well that as he was going to send the money, he saw that I had conveniently sent him the exact amount of money he was going to bless her with. For me personally, this was such a strengthening moment for my faith, as it showed me that God can use our money and resources for so many different reasons. All we have to do is say yes. When we trust God and we lay our resources down at his feet for him to use, how powerfully can he work? To bless so many. I don't actually know if Mitch knows this, but that money he sent, that second transaction, didn't just go to bless one person. It didn't even just go to bless that missionary that it ended up with. That money was directly given to a hospital clinic in India that rescues girls from sex slavery. How far is God's reach? that he sees his children all over the world, he hears their cries and is moved by compassion to rescue rescue them, that he would prompt a young man in Brisbane, Australia, whose obedience and generosity has now gone to bless so many across the world, many whom he will never meet and he will never know the full impact of. And it's not just our finances that God wants us to be generous with too. It's our time and our possessions. I was so impacted by what Nick shared with us earlier, generously giving two years to go and serve and love people, using his skills and gifts in IT to bless others generously. Time can be our most precious gift to give, not because our time is more important than others, but because of how precious is the fruit when we intentionally invest in and disciple others. I wanna share with you another story from Ashton, our amazing tech guru here at church. He said this last week. In the 10 o'clock service, I just really felt like God was calling me to message my neighbor. So right then and there, I decided, okay, God, if this is really what you're calling me to, show me, and he did. So I sent this message to my neighbor, really simply, hey mate, I'm looking for someone to read the Bible with. Would you be interested? I didn't hear from him for a while. We started praying at the back and one of the guys started praying for this man and then started praying for his wife as well. And then sure enough, an hour or so later, I get a message back from our neighbor. And he said something along to the extent of, my wife's really keen, which was a bit confusing at first but it turns out they both wanted to come. My wife has a really good relationship with this lady next door as well. So here they are at our place the next day. We just made some tea and sat down and started reading. We just read a little bit of Mark, just a section out loud, and then said, why don't we read it now in our own time? After a few minutes, we finished up reading to the same spot and we look over at these guys and we're like, okay, they're still going, that's cool. That's cool. Another minute or two passes and we're like, oh man, they're really reading this. This is awesome. God is at work here. My wife described it like they were kids in a candy store, just the smiles on their faces. Ashton continues to say, it was really so simple. I think it's so easy for it to feel daunting, but man, it was Easy. God is at work. We didn't need to know the answers. He was already at work in their heart. All we did was say, okay, God, we'll partner with you. You're the one doing it. We were simply just joining with the work God has already been doing over the many years in their lives. So good. Ashton was generous with his time and his resources, opening his home and allowing God to use the resources he had given him to share the abundance that is found in Christ. Don't you want to see what God can do with what he's given you? Because the truth of the matter is that everything is already God's. Every moment, every dollar, every possession, every gift is God's. And he's given us the choice to steward what he has so generously given us to those around us. And the coolest thing is that the more we steward God's gifts wisely, the more he will give to us to give away. Jesus teaches this in Luke 16. It says, here's the lesson. Use your worldly resources to benefit others and make friends. Then when your possessions are gone, they will welcome you into an eternal home. If you are faithful in the little things, you will be faithful in the large things. But if you are dishonest in the little things, you won't be honest with the larger responsibilities. This is the part that I really hit me. And if you are untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with heavenly riches? And if you are not faithful with other people's things, why should you be trusted with things of your own? No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. Rick Warren, the author of A Purpose Driven Life, one of the most popular books written, he shared in an interview that he gives away 91% of an income and lives on only 9%. And When he was asked why he thought God entrusted him with one of the best sellers of all time, Rick replied, oh, I know why. It's because God knew he could trust me with the money. He knew I wouldn't go out and get a bigger car, a bigger house, Instead, Rick gave it all away. God will give to those he can trust to steward it. And the more that we give in obedience to God, the more he will entrust to us to give away, not to keep, but to continually pour out in Jesus' name as a conduit of his generosity. I think there could be some people listening and thinking, okay, great, I want to be generous Now, just get practical with me. Give me a number, give me a percentage, whatever. What do I need to be a good Christian? And the answer is this. Whatever God asks you to. Everything that God asks you to. Because like I said, everything we have is God's already. Nothing is out of his reach because he wants you to be more like him. He wants you to be more like him who gave the ultimate sacrifice, Jesus. Jesus who didn't just give money, but gave his life. Jesus who didn't tithe in dollars, but tithe in blood. Jesus is the ultimate sacrificial gift, the ultimate expression of God's love and generosity. In response to tonight, I'm going to ask you to do something hard. I'm going to ask you to take a look at yourself. I want you to take a look at how you spend your time, your energy, your resources, and your finances. Our finances show us what we value. We invest in what our heart values. That's why Jesus said, where your treasure is there, your heart will also be. Are you living with a mindset of abundance or scarcity? We can say that we love people, that we're passionate about justice and poverty, but what do our bank statements actually say? When you see people making more money than you do, do you feel bitter or envy them? Are you, do you worry or are anxious about having money either too much or too little? Do you feel better by accumulating possessions and buying things or by never buying anything at all and just watching the number in your bank account grow? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, I'm gonna ask you to do something even harder. I'm gonna ask you to give it to God. I would invite you now to bow your head, close your eyes and put your hands out. Open your hands in front of you. And I want you to visualize everything that God has given you. Your time, your energy, your skills, your work, your job, your money, your home, that empty room in your house. And I want you to give it to God, saying, hear God my sacrifice to you, would you take it and use for your kingdom's glory, take it and use to bless those around me? Would you pray this with me? Dear God, I thank you that you are a generous and compassionate God. I thank you that everything I have is a gift from you. Help me to steward your good gifts to those around me. I give You my finances, my time, my possessions, all of my resources as a sacrifice for You to use to love others and glorify Yourself. Help me to have a mindset of abundance that I can see, that I can trust You, that You are enough for me. Amen. Father, I just pray for every single one listening tonight that you would be laying on their hearts the things that you want to use. You don't want them to hold onto it, but you wanna use powerfully to bless and love your children, to share your generosity to every single one in this world, all those who you made, all those who you love. Father, would you help us to loosen our grip on this world, on worldly possessions, on the things the world tells us we have to have and lay it open to you. Because we know that the greatest riches, the greatest treasures are found in a life with You, in a relationship with You, Lord. We are already so rich. We are so rich, Lord. Would You use us, our resources, our time and our finances to share the generosity of your heart, the love of the Father to each and every one around us. Father, this week especially, just lay on our hearts people who you want us to bless. Give us names, Father, names of those who are struggling, names of those who don't know you, who you want to bless lovingly and generously, Father. Would you show us your heart for your people, we may love them as You do. We thank You that You sent the greatest gift of all, Your Son Jesus, that You taught us first how to sacrificially give by giving the sacrifice of Your Son, so that now we, the richest people, because we know You, Lord, may go and bless others. Amen. I invite you to stand as we worship. And in this song there is There's a part where it says, break my heart for what breaks yours. Everything I am for your Kingdom's cause. And I pray that that would be our heart tonight. Everything we are, everything we have for God's Kingdom, for His purposes, all open for Him to use. Let's worship.
1: Father God, we thank You so much for Your Word tonight and it's a challenge, Lord. Um, Yeah, it really is a challenge, great God. And it's not just generosity around our finances as we've heard, but it's our resources, it's our time. And I just, uh, I felt that there may even be some here tonight that they were prompted of something that was maybe laid on their heart even a little while ago that they didn't do. And uh, great God, I just pray, um, I pray for boldness and courage that if You've laid something on our hearts, to, to be generous through, be generous about, great God, that You'll, uh, You'll, You'll speak to us about that and You'll give us the courage to respond to You, great God. I'm also conscious, Lord, that so much of the Christian faith is about listening and hearing Your voice and obeying. And I just pray, Father, I thank You that You are a relational God that delights to speak to us. I just pray, great God, that we'll have ears that are attentive and open to hear in Your voice and what You're wanting us to do, Father. And I pray that You'll find in us a people that are obedient, obedient to the generosity that You call us to, Father God. I pray You'd open our eyes to see the needs around us, to hear the promptings and then to act uh, so that we might see Your Kingdom come here on earth as it is in Heaven, great God. That we will see lies and... uh, you know, suburbs, universities, schools, see uh, all sorts of frontline areas impacted through the the generosity of Your people, great God. And so help us, Lord, we ask. May we hear Your voice clearly, Lord, and may You find in us a people that are bold and courageous to live out a compassionate and generous heart, great God, we pray. We thank You, Lord, that You're with us and You help us. And uh, we just pray all these things in Jesus' mighty Name. Amen, amen. What an awesome message. I pray that God might use you this week in whatever He calls you to do. Um, And uh, yeah, may God use you in a mighty way. Uh, Feel free to hang around afterwards, grab some dinner as well. Oh, and if you wanna hear more as what uh, Nick has to share, you can head to our meeting rooms just outside the courtyard uh, area as well. But God bless you and uh, we'll see you soon.